0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, January the 6th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is dragoon. Which means to force into submission or compliance. Drug I hope everyone has enjoyed their Friday, end of the work week. Even though, it, well, it's late evening here; the sun's still out. Late afternoon, going into the evening. Evening, even though I had to uh, grind it out this morning, I, I decided to come home and, and do a podcast. So much is going on. So much is going on in this world we are living in. And uh, weather-wise, here in North Carolina, it is cold, cold, cold. Man, I tell you, uh, if you listen Monday, you know I told you about the rain and, and the snow. <laughs> it bought in some cold. We didn't, we didn't get much snow here, uh, like I said then, a dusting. It wasn't even a dusting. Nothing stuck. It was just snow flourish. And then here comes the cold. In fact, so they're predicting or they're saying tonight temperatures are going to get down into the 20s, bottom 20s, and windshield Saturday morning, first thing in the morning. Yeah, I'll be up, out in it, and about. So I'll let you know how that feels. (laughs) Haven't felt that here in North Carolina. It has been a while. It really has. The temperature's this low. Um, This is the south of it. We don't get cold air like that just don't. But yeah, it's it's cold here. Bone chilling. Disrespectful cold. That's what it is. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Hey, look, uh, I got an update and a correction to make and an apology. Uh, it looks like uh, and this is a prime example for me not to jump the gun or, or get all riled up in emotions or whatever. Looks like Antonio Brown ha- quite possibly could have had a reason for uh, that sudden exit Sunday in that Tampa Bay and New York Jets game. He said he has a a busted ankle, broken ankle. And the Buccaneers knew about it and were still trying to force him to play, so he said nope and skedaddled. Man, uh, can't say if it's true or not. I don't believe the Bucs have said anything about it no more than he's no longer a member of the team. Well, if you're treating him like that, I wouldn't want to be a member of the team Either. Yeah, I would have walked out on it too. I, I probably would have never even came out of that uh that down that tunnel after halftime. And if I did, I probably would have been throwing some things at you. <laughs> yeah. Man. If that's true, uh well, I mean, we, we all know that in sports and professional sports, high school sports even, a lot of athletes are forced to play through the uh the pain. They just are. Whether it be persuasion or flat out, hey, go play or else. Looks like that's what, what has happened here again. So my, my apologies, and, and uh, quite a few other people may need to apologize also. Maybe he's not that nut job we thought he was. I mean, hey, if his ankle's broken, man, what, what in the world? Why you got him out there on the field? Huh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, apology from me. If no one else, I apologize. And I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. If this is true, man, wow, oh, boy. But anyway, uh, man, oh wow, wow. We, we lost another great one today. Uh, this morning, found out that the the actor Sidney Portier had passed at ninety-four, I believe. Wow. Still haven't heard uh, why or how he passed but he passed at 94. Sidney Poitier is a remarkable, remarkable actor. I can honestly tell you, uh, I enjoyed everything he he, he created. Just like, uh, similar to Denzel. I enjoy everything uh, Denzel Washington created. There are certain actors that, when you, they can't make a bad movie as far as I'm concerned. A bad movie, bad show, whatever you call it. They can't make them. And he was one of them. He didn't make a, anything bad. Um, of course, he's known from the the movie in the heat of the night. Guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, raising in the sun. But for me, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, is it Uptown Saturday Night? The movie he did with Bill Cosby when they were in there trying to hustle those uh, those those hustlers, those number runners. And they, he was him and Bill Cosby were in there trying to act like they were tough. Actually, they did. I think they did two two movies together. But yeah, that that's one of my most uh, favorable movies for me. That that's, that was the one I enjoyed the most. And then Bill Cosby had on that crazy uh, knickerbocker outfit <laughs> with those shades. Wow. Just while we, we we are losing a lot of the greats, the older ones. Uh, many may say that's the way it's supposed to be. Maybe it is. Won't get any argument for me about that. Maybe it is. But I, I certainly hate to hear that. left left a legacy that is unmatched. Oh, and also he was the first uh, black American to receive an Oscar. He was. So, man, uh, thank you for the memories. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Let's go get it. I'm going to keep this short and sweet today. Uh, It is Friday. Hey, I finally, oddly, I got a Friday night off. If you can believe that, usually I'm, I'm at work at night. So I, I'm going to take advantage. I uh, don't know what I'm going to do yet. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, I want to talk to you guys uh, uh, a couple things here. First thing is uh, uh, today is uh, January the 7th. We all know what yesterday was. Let's talk about that January 6th uh, insurrection, the one-year anniversary last from, from last year. And, and and there were a number of, um, which is kind of odd. I got I gotta say this, this is odd to me. January six happened. We all know the the insurrection, the riots in the Capitol. How they you know they stormed the Capitol, and it was such a black eye to democracy. They totally disrespected our form of government. Well, if they did all of that, why are you holding a one year anniversary? Even go as far as to hold a. a these visual, visual, these these vigils and 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 whatever the San Juan you want to call them, if it was such a horrible, horrible event, if it was such a black eye to democracy, why in the world are you holding memorials and vigils, and vigils? Why? That's crazy to me. That's that's absurd. Why would you do that? President Biden and and Vice President Harris, they got on the TV, they held speeches, denouncing and announcing, denouncing and announcing this is the one-year anniversary. Who cares about that? Why would we celebrate or even acknowledge that foolishness? You work in an ulterior motive here. (laughs) You you really are. All of this is because they don't want Trump to run again in 2024. I I guess their mind is if we keep that fresh in, in the voters' minds, then they won't vote for him. Uh, Newsflash. Newsflash. <laughs> uh, Trump has a, a, a pretty nice size following. He just does. So I don't think you holding memorials and candlelight vigils and, and, and hooping and hollering and all on the TV and got every news station and, and every news network broadcasting it I don't think that's going to deter those that support President Trump from going out and voting for you. I just don't. Yeah, they they, they had all of these festivities and and, and the pageantry, and, and, and they stood there with their stern faces beating on the podium and... Uh, Lord, give it a rest. And, and why even here in Durham, the Bull City... They had a visual, a, a, a visual, vir- in uh in, in Raleigh also, but they held one, one here in Durham, where all the, the the state representatives from this district came out and 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 said a few words, and they all posed for photos in front of this uh, bronze bull statue because this is the Bull City. Uh, just one question for me: I just gotta ask, you guys showed up for? but you can't show up for that gun violence? You can't show up to denounce that gun violence? You can't put through any legislation to get harder and and, and stricter penalties for those that go out in the community and start killing? But you can show up for that? the the, 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 the show the the rioters that democracy isn't dead? A lot of good democracy is going to do when everybody shut up. Is that that a part of democracy? It was a photo op. Like I said, I've never seen these so-called state representatives here in Durham, not even during the election. Well, they do—they do show up during the election time, but they have never, not once, not even mentioned anything or released a statement as it relates to the gun violence here in Durham. But you showed up yesterday for a photo op in front of that famous bronze bull statue to denounce the January 6 rioters. Wow, you got my vote. No, you don't. You know. You showed me the true colors. You don't get a whatever about certain re- residents here in Durham. Like I said, you never released a statement. You never came down at the, the, the little marches and vigils that, that were, were held here for uh, the victims of gun violence. Never even released a statement to have read at the, the vigils. But you showed up for that. Showed up for that photo walk, didn't you? politicians for you. That's why I always I, I, I always say don't rely on these politicians for anything that's not their job that glory hounds um, media whores yeah I said it. That's what they are. And that proved it yesterday. By the way the gun violence still continues here in Durham and Black Lives Matter has not shown up yet. But those fools did, not for the gun violence. They showed up for the photo op to denounce the January 6th riots, the anniversary of the January 6th riots where democracy was hit with a black eye and we won't let them have it. <laughs> you, 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 get, you gotta be kidding me. I can't make this up. I can't make this up. Haven't heard a peep out of any of you. And all of a sudden, four to five of you show up smiling, looking nice with your suits and your dresses and you're you're posing for the pictures. Wow, that's crazy. That's absurd to me, but that is what I've been screaming for so long as it relates to politicians and for us as civilians or citizens, I should say, us as citizens and voters and constituents of the bull city to say that or think that the politicians have our best interests no 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 now if you're thinking to yourself well that's really a city council or a county commissioner's problem no it ain't you're an elected state representative for this district here in durham your district is in shambles with gun violence and you come and pose for an anniversary remembrance of memorial for a january 6th riot Hmm. Wow. Shows you where their, their mind's at. Shows you where their uh, heart is at. Shows you where their money is at literally. Wow. What what what, what happened? What did President Biden get to uh, talk because I I think I'm, hey, they did it all over the country. Held these uh, uh memorials or speeches denouncing the riot since saying that it was a black guy and a stain on our democracy. So what do you put the call out and you guys came a running? Apparently, because that's what you did. Hmm. I guess, whatever. I still think all of you are, well, I won't say that, but um, they, they show you right there. That shows you right there what they think about you. What they think about your community? What do they think about your your living conditions? What do they think about you? I mean, they they can't say anything to denounce or can't pass any legislation to get harder and stricter uh, uh, on those that repeatedly do this in our community, Uh, this gun violence. Can't say anything, but you popped up on the scene yesterday for that. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Uh, you are an uh, out, outstanding upstanding, uh, political I, I guess. That's the best way to say it. Who cares? I don't. I really don't. really don't. All right, let's move along here. Um, this next piece, uh, I probably give, gave too much time to that nonsense anyway. But, but this here, uh, this next one, it, it's kind of surprising. But then again, it's not because I did a podcast several months ago about uh, the, the younger generation of, of black Americans and, and their uh, religious beliefs or, or non-religious beliefs and views. Apparently the Pew Research Study has uh, done it again, came out with another another study as it relates to uh, black Americans and this time Caribbean Americans and African immigrants in religion. Surprising, very surprising. I must say, and and that was the whole purpose of this article, they were saying that that the numbers are showing um, just wow. It it, it looks like here in the the good old United States of America, it looks like African immigrants are more religious than the U.S. born and Caribbean born blacks. Now this study was released on December 8th of last year. Now this study the study, uh comes from uh, the study of faith among African Americans. And it found that uh, African immigrants, one, attended church services more than Black Americans or Caribbeans. Number two, it also discovered that African immigrants read scriptures and see a duty to convert non-believers more than Black Americans and Black Caribbeans. Number three, it found that African immigrants believe it's more important to believe in God as it is described in the scripture and for they believe that the scripture should be taken taken literally now those four um, findings of, of as a result of of this study wow 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 now there's an executive this title here I'm trying to figure out why he has such a long title. <laughs> Now, the executive director of African American relations and mobilization for the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee committee, good lord, held the findings. He said it. it he said it, it, it was exciting to find the report that revealed that it's it's advancing the Great Commission in partnership with other SBC network and ethnic fellowships of the entire African diaspora. So if you're wondering what that was, and if you're wondering what the, the, the San Juan, that long title because good Lord, man. Uh, damn, how many titles do you need in front of your name? <laughs> but pretty much what he's said is that he's, he's, he's excited and, and he's glad that finding that more africans are embracing christianity here in america now (laughs) if if if, if, and he's he's saying that he, he he believes wholeheartedly and he's glad and he's excited to find this out that more african immigrants are embracing christianity now here are some of the numbers now, now, the numbers, wow. I got to say the numbers. Again, wow. What they found was 54% of African immigrants attend church services at least weekly, as opposed to 32% of U.S. Blacks and 30% of Caribbean Blacks. Also found that 50% African of African immigrants read the scriptures weekly, and 68% see a religious way to convert non-believers. They, they see that as their religious du- or spiritual duty at 68% to convert non-believers. As opposed to 55% Caribbean Blacks or 51% of U.S.-born Caribbeans and Blacks. Americans. 72% uh, see religion as very important. As opposed to 59% of U.S. Blacks and Caribbean Blacks also. Now, the African immigrants are at 84% believe in the God and the Bible as opposed to the 75% Caribbean and 74% U.S. Blacks. Also, once again, says African immigrants are are at 50% to believe Scripture should be taken literally versus 45% of U.S.-born Blacks and 41% of Caribbean-born Blacks. Now, those numbers, wow. What happened? What happened to, to, uh, uh, I I really can't give you a a thought on Caribbean Blacks and Christianity, but for U.S.-born Blacks, you know, we all know what we went, uh, our ancestors, ancestors went through, and we all know how religion was given to us. So what has happened? How is it that African immigrants can come to this country and they embrace Christianity and surpass U.S. born blacks and their beliefs and their practices and how they live their lives and conduct their lives and structure their family? Because the study also came into It also brought into play uh, the family structure. They said that the, the men and the women, uh, yeah, they worship together. And, and and as far as in their house household, they they uh, some quite a bit share the responsibilities. As opposed, now we all know the stigma of, of, of African men. <laughs> hey, we all know the stigma of African men and, and and how they view or how they run their household. But according to this Pew Research study, those African immigrants they're they're more family structured now or. They believe wholeheartedly in a male and a female in the household sharing duties and responsibilities. We all know, this, like I said, we all know the stigma of the African man that it's, it's, at some point in time it must have changed because we all know they believe that, hey, the woman was to be subservient. The man was the head of the household. He ran everything, every aspect. You know, the old way of the woman sitting at home while he goes out and work and make a living? Yeah. Ooh, we, 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 we've we heard that before, haven't we? But it appears that has changed. Now, I alluded to earlier when, when I did the podcast about um, what they term a significant drop in younger black Americans and how they view religion. How they view religion and spirituality. And in that, they found that there was a, a, a quite a, a significant amount of of the younger generation of black Americans who said they really didn't see a need uh, to go to church. As opposed to, you know, the old way, when I was coming along, you went to church. You got up Sunday morning, You went, there was no debate. There was no, I don't know, no, 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 not in uh, Rhoda Helen's household. You got up and you went to church. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends, I I, uh, I can't relate to this, but they said they pretty much stayed in church all week. <laughs> Bible study, choir practice, usher board, you name it. <laughs> they said, "Man, we I was in church seven days a week." I lied to you, not. <laughs> so we know. So what happened? What has happened to to Black Americans? What has changed? our view on religion. Now, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a huge religious person. And, and in some of those numbers, I'm sure I, I can, I can fall into those categories. <laughs> but I may not be a, a religious person because I, I often say, and, and how can I explain this? Religion to me, there's a strong influence or uh, influx of man's hand. And when I say man's hand, I just don't mean man in a, fi- in a figurative sense. I mean men and women. There's a Man's hand is in religion. I am, however, more spiritual. I'm a spiritual being. Uh, I, I believe in God and I know of his grace and mercy and favor in my life. And I, I've seen them in other people's lives. Uh, yeah, I may not go to church every Sunday. I'm really not going now, especially with this COVID going on. Uh, I, mean, I got to be honest. I really didn't go like that. <laughs> I just didn't. But I did read my Bible. I did pray. I didn't sit, and meditate, and think. So, like I said, I may not be religious, but I am spiritual. And, and I think a lot of this has, has to do with, uh, please understand me when I say this, you have to look at first how religion was given to black Americans. And then you have to look at how it was used against black Americans during slavery and, and many would say during the civil rights struggle to to today where you have a lot of these, these pastors and preachers in the pulpit that shouldn't be there and their only concern is money. Not with saving lives, not with saving, oh, excuse me, saving souls. Their only purpose and their only wish is to accumulate a great sum of money. I think that has a lot to do with it today. I think when, when somehow, way, after that civil rights struggle and when a lot of these new pastors and preachers came with this new way of preaching. And, and, and I think a lot of people, it turned them away from the church. I'll give you that. That is a fact. Yeah, it is. Many may say, no, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Hey, I've gone to a church, and I've gone to quite a few churches, but I went to a church one day, and I want you to know that guy's whole sermon, the whole hour and 30 minutes to two hours I was sitting there was about money, literally money. So that 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 has turned a lot of people away from the church. Then, of course, you have, the, 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 as you know, the typical uh, uh, the the backstabbing and talking and, and and that little networking, what they call, whatever they term it. You know, a lot of the young people are saying, "Nah, I don't want to be a part of that foolishness. I deal with that enough out on the streets. When I come to the Good Lord's house, I would think I would be wouldn't have to deal with that nonsense." So, a lot of them found that to, to be a turnoff too. Certainly is a, a very interesting article. And those numbers are wow. They're, they're they are just overwhelming. Is that what has happened to us as, as black Americans here in the United States? Are we turning away from the church and Christianity? Um, it looks that way. And dealings in, in day-to-day life, you can see it how people react and interact with each other as it relates to black americans because i can remember a time when i was a kid you, you know when people something as, as as simple and 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 what is now meaning meaningless was meaningful then was walking in a room and greeting each other smiling at each other saying hello how are you doing carrying a conversation now these fools will walk right in and mean muggy and 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 turn their head before you even have the opportunity to say hello, just so they won't speak to you. Yeah, I believe these numbers wholeheartedly. I can I can honestly say, yeah, I believe those numbers. I see it day to day, every day, how we interact with each other. So th- th- these numbers aren't aren't off. If anything, this should open your eyes. And, and make you think and realize that we're in um we're in trouble we've lost a way like i said i'm not a religious person but i am spiritual and i think that that's a huge problem i think we've gotten away from that being a spiritual being to uh those that were where they we, we've confused worshiping with going to church and church only. A lot of people who go to church don't read their bible that's that yeah whatever is taught in sunday when the pastor stands up or they have that or whoever the deacon has the reading and they'll tell you the word is coming from this scripture or that scripture whatever those few scriptures or passages are that's it that bible's not picked up the rest of the week until they go back next sunday so you going to church every sunday um, and not reading that bible during the week that's where your spirituality comes from that's where your faith and belief in God comes from. If you're just going to church on Sunday and letting that pastor and that deacon and that church service and all the pageantry, if you're thinking that's your way into heaven, um, it, it, it may be to an extent. But I'm telling you like my mama told me. God wants you to have a one-on-one working relationship with Him. He doesn't want, He doesn't need no go-between. He needs you. He created you. He needs you to be there, one on one with him, and that's how I live my life. That's my spiritual belief, and and, and that's what I tell people. Uh, I've even said it to my own my older sons. Do you have a one on one working relationship with God? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, certainly an interesting read. Makes you think. Makes you think. And I'm, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, like I said, it's Friday. I'm off. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.